Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome, everybody, to the Silver Screen Redemption, our comedy podcast where we take your favorite movies and turn them into something or other. I'm Houston, ready for a nap bodily. And I'm Brian, ready for a ready for a party, Perry. Yes. <laughs> I wanna I wanna set a rule that we're a, a condition to our podcast. Okay, okay. So I went to this place called Chubby's about 20 minutes ago. I just got finished with it about and 20 minutes ago. this is a... Uh... This is a burger joint. Okay. It, it's a picture... To, there's no subtleties with this. You walk in and it's a picture of this little blonde boy who's rounder than he is tall. Okay. Holding a giant burger. They sat me down. They They themselves came and unlatched my belt saying, you won't need this for a little <laughs> while. Gave me this garlic parmesan double patty one pound burger with grilled cheese sandwiches for buns. Wow. Okay. Aptly named restaurant then. By the time I was done, they pulled me aside, took a picture of me, and stuck that on the front of their restaurant and said, you're our new little <laughs> chubby boy mascot. You're the chubby now. Um, where I was going with this is food comas coming on. And I think we should be able to invoke the right at least once per season however we define seasons right to play the play the nap card the nap card okay so i i think i'm going to have to tap out You're as some duck out okay yeah so i hope you've been working on your monologue skills yeah no i'm ready, you I'm might ready need to go them. yeah if i just don't respond you know why okay perfect um good luck yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, where are we? I mean, where are we starting today? Um, you know, what we haven't done, we haven't followed up on our movies. That's true. We in haven't a while. Been, we haven't been reporting back, and transparency is key. How how have the critics responded to Pizza? Let Hut, me get proud, this right. Okay. Pizza Hut proudly presents all dogs and turtles go to Pizza Hut heaven. It did great. Yeah. I mean, financially, we did very well. Not from ticket sales necessarily, but from that that Pizza Hut sponsorship, um, we did a, we did uh, appreciate that. Thank you, Pizza Hut, for sponsoring our movie, um, but not our podcast yet. I tried to go to a Papa John's today. They kicked me out. Yeah, they said I was the monster that took them off the map. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can't believe that you uh, were thinking of eating other food today. Oh, I was just trying to humor them. Gotcha, gotcha. Just trying to show my face. See if I could swindle some money out of them. Yeah. Nope. Get competing sponsorships. Oh, that that's the way to go, really. I think we need to start this universe where it's not like it's not like uh Marvel, where they have all these superhero movies building up to Civil War, where Iron Man goes against uh-huh. Captain America, so on and so forth. I think it's all these properties that are sponsoring different business entities. Okay. So you can have Pizza Hut versus Taco Bell. Versus KFC, which I think are actually all owned by Pepsi. I think PepsiCo. I think they are connected. Yeah. So maybe that won't work. But I do like this idea of a Hunger Games style movie, where each of them represents 
a fast food restaurant or industry and they have fighting powers or special abilities based off of their food of okay i mean that's sort of uh, where we went with the last one we could expand to that for sure yeah just a, just an idea to keep in mind yeah we'll have to uh we'll have to definitely do that definitely had food on my mind yeah and in my belly yeah for the last hour or so it's <laughs> good i think that's not this week though maybe okay. maybe down the road we'll um, save that we need time for a mass following to accrue with yeah, yeah. all dogs and turtles go to I think heaven. we want people to be begging for it, right? Yes. Begging strips. And right it. and right now the whole like giant galactic universe thing, it's a little played out. Yeah. We're we're including gonna, by us. Including by us. Yeah. We'll let it simmer to the side for a bit and then bring it back when the audience okay. is demanding it. Cool. Um in movie news, we've got the uh new Star Wars trailer. Um, or the old Star Wars trailer. We're recording this a little bit earlier because I'm going out of town. But uh, the Star Wars Last Jedi trailer just came out a little bit ago. And it's you very mean exciting. The Porg trailer. The Porg trailer. Surrounded by Star Wars characters. The, the Porg Awakens, yeah. The last Porg. The first Porg, I guess. Revenge of the Porg. Yeah. Attack of the Porgs. The Phantom Porg. <laughs> That's it. If we ever make a Porg movie, it is going yeah. to be called the Phantom Porg. The Phantom Porg is very TM, good. TM, TM, TM. Oh man, I love. I like the Porgs. I've like I've I'm on the subreddit Star Wars speculation and Star Wars leaks, so I've seen quite a bit of this stuff early on. Yeah, um, I don't care about spoilers. You don't like surprises in general. Uh, I'm fine with surprises. I just don't care. Like like if there's a big twist in a movie, and I find it out early, that's kind of a disappointment because I didn't. I didn't see it the way the director intended me to see it. Like, they wanted to surprise me. Someone else did it. But, like, knowing how a story goes or, like, who wins in the end, that doesn't ruin a movie for me. Fair. There are a lot of people not watching The Last Jedi trailer because of spoilers. There's no spoilers in it. Like, there's there's plot points. It suggests that Kylo Ren is trying to kill his mother, but we don't know what happens with it. They could just... They could just be trying to meet up somewhere for a mother-daughter, exactly. mother-son date. Yeah, close enough. Mother-daughter, you don't know how he affiliates. We, we don't know a lot about Kylo Ren, so. Very true. Um, I, I, I think we'll not do a do a Star Wars movie, right? We're. I think we're saving that for the end of this year. I mean, unless we're doing the like... sequel to a trailer, maybe. <laughs> De- <laughs> what, what is the sequel Dipping to our toes trailer? into the trailer business. Yeah. What what is the sequel to the Star Wars trailer? <laughs> Star Wars the well, I mean, this is already the second trailer. So this is Star Wars the Last Jedi Jedi three trailer, Last Jedi trailer three, and it's it's all porgs. It's porgs all the way down. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi Tokyo Drift trailer. Okay. Some might say, yeah, that's fair. And I think that's the theme of it. It's it only shows vehicles. Or yeah. spacecrafts. And Porgs, I mean. And Porgs. Of course. It's all Porg-focused. Yeah. In fact, they just supercut all of the Porg scenes into one short movie. Yeah, yeah. And that's all it is. I would watch a remake of any movie with Porgs in it instead of people. What? Okay. What about, what about Porgies? Porgies? I never saw Porgies, but Porgies. It's a... I don't even know what movie you're referencing. It's, it's a movie. I don't well, know anything about it. Neither do I. I didn't even I know, know it existed, exists. so yep, I'm going to decline on that one. Perfect. Probably a good um, call. What movie would be enhanced if one of the side characters, let's go with like Animal Sidekick, would 
was replaced with a porg. Mr. Popper's Porgans. And this is where I take my nap. I just I was ready. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> this week we're talking about Nightmare Before Christmas. In a complete shift, Houston's taking a nap. I'm talking about Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, you're back. You gained my interest. Uh, I do love that movie. <laughs> um, I was ready to tap out for the Jim Carrey sequel of Mr. Popper's Yeah, Pilgrims. no, okay. Well, Jim Carrey is dead, according to Jim Carrey. He's getting into some interesting psychological things right now. Okay. Like every interview he does, he's like, I, I don't exist. We're all in a, pl- we're all in a movie. He's, he's like going, he's turning into his character in the Truman show, but in real life, it's really interesting. God bless He's painting. Man. He's yeah. Very interesting. I hope it works out for him. Yeah. I like Jim Carrey. Um, but seriously, no nightmare before Christmas. There's a, it's begging for a sequel. I mean, do you remember how it ends? Yeah. It ends with like this ominous note of, Oh, could he go back and ruin Christmas again or something? I don't know. It's been a little while. No. So what happens? So obviously he saves Christmas. He messes it up and then he he helps. He basically lets Santa Claus save Christmas. Yeah. Because he's Santa Claus. Santa Claus can do that. But isn't there this ominous note of like, and Jack helped save the day by stepping aside and letting Santa do his thing. But that wasn't enough for Jack. Yes. And do you remember, you remember how he gets into Christmas Town, right? He jumps into a tree. Yeah, he walks into the woods, and he, he there's a clearing, and there's a ring of trees, and they all represent different holidays. Real quick, I I feel like you have something coming here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm super on board with this, especially since this is, episode's probably going to come out on Halloween. Yeah. This is one of my favorite, if not my favorite clay animation movie, one of them, and also one of my favorite animated movies of all time. Can we have... Neil deGrasse Tyson on our show at some point and explain how does that work with the trees? That would be fascinating. Because all the trees, they're in the Halloween Town world, but then you go into one tree and then you're in Christmas Town and is there a new set of trees? There's got to be a set of trees in each one. It never explains to us how Jack gets back from Christmas Town into Halloween Town, but we know he does. Yes. Because he comes back and they, they ruin Christmas. But uh, it, it's never explained. It, we've got to assume, or just define right now, there is some ring of trees in each of these worlds that has a... Or maybe, maybe there's one tree. No? Because he's in Halloween Town when he finds the ring. Yes. Well, he's not. He does fall asleep. He's walking and he falls asleep. And then he wakes up who knows how much longer later. Maybe he's walked, you know... Miles and miles. Maybe he's walked out of Halloween, Halloween Town into, into some neutral, neutral town. Yeah, some neutral territory. Uh, maybe he walked straight into uh, insert random bank holiday town. Yeah, maybe it's just in. Uh, what's a good? Uh... Oh, I'm just saying, like that is the name of the town. It's oh, just okay. bank holiday town. That's fair. It doesn't have an identity. That's why it harbors all the other trees in it. Yeah, but if you can walk, if you can walk from Halloween Town to there. Why do the portals exist? I think I think there is a ring of trees in each one. Okay. It's got to be. Um, I think he lands I mean, it could on top be, of a snowy hill. It could just be quicker teleportation. Yeah, it could be. Because who knows? Maybe he was sleepwalking for days and days and days. It's probably not important either. Um, there, so what you're saying is we can scratch the last 10 minutes of this yeah, discussion from the podcast. Yeah, just cut it out. Um, I feel like they have free access from town yes. to town. Um, I'd love to see either one other holiday or all of the holidays. I don't know which way to go on this. Because 
the first one obviously is focusing on Christmas. It's a Christmas movie, according to Tim Burton. Um, some people say it's a Halloween movie. He says it's a Christmas movie. I felt it was more of a Halloween movie, it and I will argue Halloween. I will argue against Tim Burton against this. That's fine with me. The tone is Halloween. It has the quintessential Halloween song in it yeah. of "This Is Halloween." So that's fair, and I, and I think Tim Burton has actually gone both ways. So I don't think it matters. Um, gone both ways, has he? Ao. Um. So the first one is focused on Christmas. Yes. The second one could focus on Easter or uh, St. Patrick's Day. I think there was a St. Patrick's Day one. Uh, I'm just trying to remember trees I remember seeing. I, I think there was the bunny. I think there was the turkey. There's there was turkey. the three-leaf clover. Um, what other big holidays are there? Is there a 4th July town? I don't. I, it doesn't seem right because I don't know if it's meant to be America-centric. Let me look this up. Valentine's Day? Okay. That's that makes sense. St. Patrick's Day, Easter. Yeah, Independence Day has fireworks. So, yeah, there is a 4th of July town. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a generic Independence Day, though, I think, right? Because it's not an American flag. They're probably more busy, right? They get to do Independence Days for several countries. That could yeah. Be, that could be an interesting take. Um, Halloween. There's a Halloween tree. So that may give us some insight about how this... There's got to be a ring of trees in each of these worlds. Yeah, some sort of portal. Uh, and then Christmas. Going so. back to what we were talking about earlier of this epic showdown of Pizza Hut versus <laughs> okay. Taco Bell and KFC. If these if these holidays went to war with each other, I mean, what would the odds be? Because, like, obviously with Independence Day, you got them. They're lining up all these cannons to shoot fireworks. Yeah. They probably have the arsenal advantage here. They do probably have a pretty um, good, pretty good advantage in a war. St. Patrick's Day, they're going to get a little lucky. Like, they might not have a lot at their disposal. But they'll get to re-roll ones. They, yes. <laughs> For all you D&D halfling characters out there. Um, they, they, they're probably also good at getting other holidays drunk, I'd imagine. Or they yeah. themselves get drunk. They're probably drunk. That's. I think we need to come. So up they probably with won't last long. Probably an advantage and a disadvantage for each of these. Okay. So Valentine's Day, um, I think there is a strong unity that's helpful for them. There's also a huge, uh, a huge revolution, a huge revolt going against the town because either everyone is on board with Valentine's Day and loves it. Yeah. They're working two and two together. To make it great, or they just really hate it. So the Singles Awareness Day. People. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So they probably are only dealing with half of their army. So there's sort of two say. factions. I think that's I think that's a good one. Okay. So they've got uh, the sugar on their side, and they've got that unity among people who are who are Valentine's Day supporters, and they do work very harmoniously together. Yeah. So like, if you have two people going at each other against two other people from any other given holiday. And I, let me rephrase that. Two people together against two others from Halloween Town, for example. The two from Valentine's Day will probably win. Yeah. I, yeah a little I more chemistry. Right. Well, I mean, I think Jack and Sally are the only couple we see in Halloween Town. So so that makes a lot of sense. But the downside is the uh, bitterness Yeah, uh, in some people. St. Patrick's Day we've talked about. They uh, are lucky, but they're drunk. They're drunk. Uh, Easter. I would say... They're very good at hiding themselves. Oh, they, hiding. They're very Stealth. good at guerrilla warfare. Oh, I like that. That being said- They're fragile, like eggs. They are a little fragile. Yeah. You find them, you might accidentally step on them. Yeah. They're out. But they're very stealthy. Very stealthy. We actually do see the Easter Bunny 
in in Nightmare Before Christmas. Do we? Yeah, he they uh they kidnap him instead of Santa Claus because they didn't go through the right door. Oh, that's the true. the lock, stock, I do and barrel, this. lock, shock, and barrel. Um, so we do see him. So we know uh, Easter Bunny is involved there. Okay. Do we need, do we have a leader for each of these? Let's go through the pros and cons, and then we'll okay. do leaders. Uh, Independence Day. It's probably Uncle Sam for the leader. Yeah. Um, he does have a huge. They've got cannons. Lots of artillery. Yeah. They are ready. Go. They are probably the most battle proficient. That being said, I think they have this tendency to be to overextend their hand a little bit. That's fair. So all the other how all the other holidays are probably going to team up against them because they see them as mm. the biggest threat. They think that Independence Day is going to police the other holidays. Interesting. They don't like that very much. So maybe they're they're sort of the instigators, I think. I think I, that's I an think interesting so. angle. And what if they're not too harmonious? What if they have the opposite of uh, uh, Valentine's Day? They're always they're independent, right? They Yeah. They're trying to be independent from each other even. And I think they're trying to help others be independent. Yeah, yeah. Which Valentine's Day doesn't like, obviously, because they're trying to get together. Um, Thanksgiving. They're uh, well-fed. They've got family. They've got family. Disadvantage. Football. They've got family with them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Thanksgiving. I think they're all good at football. I think that's a fun angle. I think they're all beefy characters. Either they are like pro athletes, linemen, linebackers, wide yeah. receivers. They're in good shape. Or they're just really fat from eating so much food. So I think we have – I think they've got actually four factions that work together fairly well. The football players, the fat people, pilgrims, and Native Americans. I like that. Those are all working together in uh, in Thanksgiving town. Okay. Um, they're grateful. They recognize their blessings. There we go. But their downside and is – I don't know. They're I don't know how to define that family downside. Uh, I mean, you could be bickering with your brothers and sisters a little bit. Yeah, that's okay. That works. Um, who's their leader? Thanksgiving's leader is uh, Powhatan. Uh, who is that? Or John Smith? No, I don't think he was at Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, it was Chief that... Powhatan. I think. I think would be their leader. Okay, we'll go with that. Uh, there is a guy. It's like. I keep wanting to say second. Oh, yeah, but that's I an... totally know Squanto. Squanto. Squanto would be a good leader. Squanto's their leader. Maybe he's their military leader. Okay. And we've got uh, Powhatan, or maybe uh, maybe uh, John Madden, or both, <laughs> or both. I I kind of like other this. Leaders. One of them is uh, Speaker of the House. The other is uh, the Majority Leader. Majority Leader. Is that right? Speaker of the House, Majority Leader. That sounds right. Okay. Uh, so we've got some good Thanksgiving leaders. Christmas, obviously Santa Claus. Uh, Valentine's Day is Cupid, and St. Patrick's Day is Saint Patrick, the Leprechaun, Where's whose Saint name Patrick? is Saint Patrick. Oh, okay, but he's a Leprechaun. Yes. He's not the historical Saint Patrick. Exactly. I think that's better. Easter uh, is the Easter Bunny. Independence Day is Uncle Sam. Maybe. Yeah. Be a fun way to do that, and we've got Halloween, which is Jack. Yeah. Jack's or the going. mayor. Or the mayor. Both. But I think it's really Jack. He's the, the mayor pe- kind of reports to Jack. The mayor is, he does all the paperwork. He yeah, does yeah. all the bureaucratic stuff. But Jack. Jack is the true. hero. Jack is like the, yeah. He's the poster boy. Yeah. He's Captain America. Exactly. Okay. So that element is going to be a part of this movie. That's cool. I think I think that's already pretty cool. And I kind of feel like the title of this needs to somehow work into the war on Xmas somehow. 
Oh, interesting. The war on the war on Xmas. I feel like this is going to begin with Independence Day is trying to conquer Christmas Day. Okay. And so Christmas reaches out to Halloween because they've run into each other before and say like, hey, uh, Halloween, somehow other people are figuring out about these other uh, holidays and all these holidays towns that are around. Uh, Independence Day, they're getting a little ambitious. They want to take over Christmas. We need your help. Um, cause as soon as they take over Christmas, they're probably going after Halloween town. Yeah. And yeah. so I think this is where we see the union of Halloween town and Christmas and they try to yeah. use their own antics. I think they already have like a strong relationship there. So yeah. I like this angle, but I think then it becomes this diplomatic position of how do we get the other Halloween towns, not Halloween towns, the other holiday, uh, towns. holiday towns to work with us and is independence day trying to get them on their side. Yeah, is Independence Day going to get an ally? Are they going to get someone, or is it going to be everyone against Independence Day? I do think Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum... I really like that. ...do need to voice some of the characters for <laughs> Independence Day. Yeah. And Bill Pullman is going to play Uncle Sam. Oh, that'd be very exciting. Yes. Um, I, I think this... I think there's going to be a lot of smaller conflicts in the different towns. Yes. Right? We'll see this these people invading this people. But ultimately... What Independence Day cares about is taking over our world, right? Yeah. The Earth. Um, what is their motive for this? Like, I don't want to get too political and say, like, yeah, oh, no. we are just expressing America ideals. But I do want to figure out what is their reasoning for wanting to take over the other holidays. Maybe they feel like they're the forgotten holiday a little bit. Yeah, or that they deserve more because they're only celebrated in certain locations. That's, no, that's probably true of most of them, though. It's true, but it is specifically more true yeah. of Independence Day compared to these other holidays. Um, I wonder if this is why they start the war on Christmas, at least. New Year's Eve is shortly after Christmas, so they probably tie it together and think, hey, that is Christmas trying to steal our MO. Like, the fireworks, the celebration, that that's us, and that's why they wage war. Uh, I like that. And uh, I think they, they start by shooting... Red Starbucks cups that have no reference to Christmas. That's the real war on Christmas. <laughs> I guess where the phrase war on Christmas came from, actually, yeah. was with Starbucks making make not making special Christmas cups by making them just red. Okay. That was the war on Christmas. So I think that's where the that's the first slight. I feel like we do need some more character development in this. Yeah, yeah. Um I do feel like this needs to follow Jack's adventure through the different towns. Um, I think that's the first, that's what kicks it all off. Yes. Jack says, hey, I learned a lot by going to Christmas Town. I may have kind of messed it up, but I need to learn about these different places. Um, and he gets to, like, he gets, he goes to Thanksgiving. He's like, wow, you guys eat so much food. How do you do it? That's my Danny Elfman. <laughs> as, uh, as I am Jack Skellington. I'm Jack Skellington. How do you do it? That's actually pretty good. That actually is really good. Um, I'm impressed with that, Brian. um, I listened to a lot of Oingo Boingo. Um, We're getting him back for Sherzies. Oh, without a doubt. Um, Who is playing Sally? As in who originally played Sally? Besides her, I'm fine with uh, replacing all the other characters. Though I do think we need to... Catherine O'Hara. Okay. So that's Sally. I do think we need to cast all of the holiday leaders. Yes. Starting with Santa Claus, I think is played by Tim Allen. 
is Santa Claus. I like yes. that. Easter Bunny, I kind of see as a girl. I'm feeling like a... We're oh, still going claymation, I assume. We're yes. still sticking there. So it's okay. voice acting. Um, her last name's Kemper. She plays... Ellie uh, Kemper? Yes. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Which? Yeah. Ke- what, who are we talking about again? I think Easter she plays Bunny. the Easter Bunny. Oh, that's very fun. I think... Uh, <laughs> what if we get Titus at, while we're at it? Titus uh, for oh, I was gonna say I was gonna say someone for uh, Thanksgiving Town, but we don't really have a great match there. What if he's Cupid? Titus Burgess as Cupid. I think that's I actually really that. good. That is fantastic. Actually, um, I I didn't see it until I said it, and then I instantly was on board. Um, perfect. I'm a little mad we still didn't put Simon Pegg in our movie last time, so I want him to be the leprechaun. Oh, I like that. Uncle Sam, we decided, is Bill Pullman. Yep. And Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum are kind of his war generals leading the way. And John Madden as himself. Yes. He is alive. Okay. John Uh, Madden as himself. He does have a cameo, and I think he is the Michael Jordan to Looney Tunes and Space Jam cameo of this. Oh, he's uh, not claiming. He is live action. Okay. Um, I like that. This is a fun movie. This is great. I do like this. Thanksgiving. That is our hangup. The dad on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Jackie's dad. Gil Birmingham. I like that. He's really good. Yeah. His best line is when he says something. He makes some joke about like the great metal eagle or something. Talking about an airplane. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm kidding. I know what an airplane is. I was in the Air Force. It's, it's a great line. Um, Gil Birmingham would be really good. He's got that I, booming voice. You know what I love about our casting patterns? We'll have episodes where it's like, okay, three-fourths our cast is from Arrested Development. And then <laughs> yeah. the next episode's like three-fourths is from Community. Yeah, and yeah. Today it's Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yep. I love it. Yeah, we've got uh, Titus, Kimmy, and uh, I don't know his name. I don't know his character's name. Jackie's dad. Um, but yeah, I do like Gil Birmingham. I do like this cast. And I think the moral of this story, whatever it comes down to, is that you don't just encompass all the attributes that you need as a person in one holiday. You need a little love. You need a little luck in your life. Yep. You need to be excited and booming. You need a little time to just sit and spend time with your family and eat and chill. Yeah. You need that that spooky dark time in your life. Where you have fun and eat candy. I think that's a theme we you get into a lot. Like in a lot of our movies, we kind of end up in this like, you need balance. Like bring these things together. So I think with that, we have a pretty good premise. And we have a good outline of what we're doing. And I do think the the Independence Day, the Independence Town, we'll call them, does come around in the end. And they uh, understand yeah, I think this. We do need they that. realize they're a little brash, a little hot-headed. They need to put the fuse out. I think in order to bring this all together, we do need to go to the studio demand. I think you're right. I was just about to say that. Uh, would you like to explain that for our first-time listeners? Yes, uh, if you're just joining us for the first time. Um, we spout off as long as we can, come up with ideas for uh, for a great sequel. But uh, at some point, we do have to present it to the studio, and they present us with their demands of things to change. So uh, we'll go ahead and we've got a list of requests here. Um, from our studio executives, which are you, the listeners, um, who've sent these in. Uh, we've got great suggestions. Uh, we'll go ahead and pick one of those to be our uh, our idea for this Nightmare Before Christmas sequel.
starring Gilbert Gottfried and Fran Drescher as leads. That idea was sent in by Ricky Looney. Thank you, Ricky. Oh, thank you, Ricky. Um, I think Jack and Sally are a little older now. Okay. I think that's a Unfortunately, good we do have to dispose of Danny Elfman. He could stay the narrator. Uh, he'll be, no, I think he'll be the singing voice. Because that's how it is. That works too. That's how it is in the original. Danny Elfman is only the singing voice. I do like that contrast of Gilbert Godfrey's voice and Danny Elfman's singing voice. Yeah. That is like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah. They just go together perfectly. That chunky peanut butter. No, that's very good. I don't think that adds much story-wise. So I think we do have to maybe, crack down on that. Maybe the story but... is just in our hands. I think the holidays need to split down the middle. Yeah. Take sides. It's it's going to be Independence Day just taking over. That's going to be their... I don't think we need to be more specific than that. They're just taking over. They've got it that pride. It is war before yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Um, and then it's going to be the side of Christmas, I think. Okay. So we have... Seven holidays here. I think three are on one side, three are on the other, and they are fighting to recruit the seventh. Which is Halloween. I think Halloween's the last to join, actually. Oh, that's true. I think that's very interesting because those are the characters we know and love, and they have to go through that decision of like, well, I see. I mean, I obviously don't want Independence Day to take over, but I don't want to go to war Yeah. Within, with Independence Day. And ironically, Halloween is the one proposing peace through all this. Yeah. Because Jack is so, you know, Jack is very evolved. I think this hits another message that we get in a lot of our movies. Don't judge people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like that idea. Jack kind of taking the... Maybe uh, the rest of Halloween Town is like, let's fight. Let's do this. Uh, we're all with Independence Day. And Jack is like, but I've seen all these holidays. I've been to their towns. That's my voice. That's pretty good. I think you just need it's to speak that in the, that voice for the rest of the podcast. I don't know if I can keep it up. I've I've seen wonderful things in in each of these wonderful towns in Easter those colorful eggs. I'm kind of turning into Mark Hamill a little bit. A little. I'm bit. I'm drifting a little bit. Got a little bit of that Joker. A little Joker, you. but uh, um, it's not bad. Here's my question: What is Jack's story arc through this, or what's his character arc? I think he's going to do similar to the first one. It's going to be him against his town, trying to convince them to to come around. Yeah, but at the same time, like. He thinks he can take over, not take over, but that he can run Christmas Town, and realizes that's beyond his ability. Stick to your talent, yeah. make the most with your talents. What does he learn in this movie? Maybe I he's... think, I think what he kind of, I think the way he approaches this is he's trying to get all the how the all the talents to separate. Like, hey, go do your own thing. You don't have to mess with each other. He is proclaiming peace through all this. But he just wants everyone to go off and do their own thing. Independence Day, Christmas, they're leading the two sides, essentially. I think in the end, he realizes, you know what? Why don't we just have one giant Festivus for the rest of us? Okay. And that is not what Festivus is about. But I do think there needs to be a giant festival where they combine all holidays and realize, you know what? There is good in every holiday. You don't need to trash on Christmas Day because Christmas respects you, Independence Day. Yeah. You have your own times to shine. This Literally, really even. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the moral of the story. Uh, just because we're different and we have our own talents doesn't mean we don't need to work with each other. Maybe and... his character arc, though, is that he wants to be completely standoffish the whole time, right? He's like, yeah. I, I know the problems that came with trying to you know, take over. Don't get involved. But now he's saying he, he can't do anything, right? Because he's just backed off completely. Maybe it's another balancing. He needs to realize, oh, like, 
I need to take charge because I have learned something that I can, something valuable that I can teach. Okay. Um, and he, he will take a stand. It'll be learning to take a stand. I do like this idea of Halloween being the leading force through all this because yeah. Halloween kind of gets the shaft a lot. It is my favorite holiday after Christmas. And I feel part of that is almost just because you have to say Christmas is your favorite holiday. Yeah. I do like it. But I am a huge fan of Halloween. I do want it to see more quality time yeah. and give it the respect that it deserves. It is slowly starting to have a season, right? Yeah. October is Halloween season, which I think is nice. It does need to hold its ground because yeah. if I hear Christmas music yeah. anytime sooner than November, I'm already pissed when it gets played before Thanksgiving. Yeah. But if it's ever played in October, well, the and I have this thing. I listen to Christmas music other times of the year. But I don't force it on anyone, right? I, fair enough. Some Christmas music is just good music. That's fair. But uh, no, I I would never force that on anyone. And I also like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. All of the the classics I don't like. Mm-hmm. They're so worn out for me. Yeah. But like when when there's a band that I like that puts out Christmas music, I'm very very on board. All over it. Gotcha. Fair Ladies Christmas album, very good. Sufjan Stevens, very good. Good stuff. Um. Anyway, what's this called? I've been the war before Christmas. War before Christmas. I like, yeah. Okay. The, is it the war on Christmas? Are we going to use that whole phrase? I I like the before Christmas. I'd like the before because it's a build. It takes from it the feels nightmare more like before nightmare before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. It's and it, it is building night so from nightmare w- to a war. So that way it draws the attention that it's not a generic name like the war on Christmas, but it is connecting yeah. to something else. And people say the war before Christmas. Don't they mean on Christmas? Oh, it's the night connects to the, Nightmare the Before. The War Before Christmas. Gotcha. Yeah. And then they'll be excited and want to watch it. And I think it does. Uh, I think the big conclusion is once they've settled things, it is Christmas. I think yeah. this I think this whole war is happening between between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. You mean Independence Day and Christmas? Time-wise, between Halloween or between It's symbolic for the war of yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas. I see. No, but I'm saying like that's the time of year it takes place in. It takes oh, place. when it's released? No, no, no. Just the setting of the, the movie, right? Gotcha. It will happen in that time, and it will end Christmas Eve. Gotcha. Uh, it'll for it'll all go down Christmas Eve. It'll be another. It'll be a Christmas. I think this is going to be even more a Christmas movie. On that note, though, I do think Thanksgiving teams up with Independence Day because Christmas has been encroaching on their yeah. territory okay. with Christmas. They've got, they've got issues there. Um, And I do think uh, Leprechaun Day, St. Patrick's Day teams up with Independence Day because it's all yeah. about being drunk and yeah. rompous and just going having a it. good time. So that that would leave Valentine's Day and Easter to team up with Christmas, which sounds about right because that's yeah. the mixture of Christmas, religion, and love. So yeah. I think I do think we have a chance for uh, for bringing in some some other uh, other faith holidays, right? Bringing in uh, Hanukkah, yeah, or something. I think they are a third contributor to this war. Yeah. Or no, I think that is Independence Day's secret weapon, which is kind of ironic. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, that it that it would be if Independence Day symbolizes America that they are recruiting Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. I think we're to gonna get Christ- it's gonna get too messy. That, let's yeah, not go there. let's stop before we go down I, that I, rabbit I think hole. they're. I think the winter holidays will kind of fall under the umbrella of 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 Christmas Town. Yeah, um, I think we'll just incorporate some of that because I think it's I think it's important to to have that. Maybe there's a it, it's rebranded as uh, Winter Solstice Holiday Town. Yeah, 
Maybe the maybe the Jewish neighborhood in Christmas Town, right? Or in in Winter Solstice Holiday Town. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll have some. Do we change and... this to the War on Winter Solstice Holiday? No, town. <laughs> I do think it's. I do think the War Before Christmas is too too tantalizing. Yeah. But I, I I think that in this in this universe, these winter holidays have already settled their differences. They've yeah. got no issue because I think okay. in the real world we're also moving past that. I think uh, that's I, I think that's so valuable too. to recognize. Okay, I cool. agree with that. They'll just be sort of part of the 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 win- I think it's I think it's called Winter Town. I think they will okay, rename Winter, Winter Town. Town. That flows off the tongue a little bit better than Winter Solstice Holiday Town. A little bit better, yeah. Winter Town. Um, Christmas will probably be dominant, just because that's. I I think they call it Christmas Town just out of convenience, just because it is a kids movie. It is marketed towards what uh, and towards Christ- America, which is majority. Uh, Christian, and I do think we do have those little nods saying, like, yeah, they work together with Hanukkah Town and all that, just to yeah. show that there is unity between all the and we're not just forgetting holidays, them, right? And we're not forgetting them, but I do think it is, it is a little difficult to incorporate all of that and do justice to each of them in a children's movie that is an hour and a half. And we don't want to throw off this balance of the seven holidays, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and maybe all of them start recruiting other holidays. You know, Columbus Day gets recruited by Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I believe there are a lot of cameos for different holidays. Yeah. Memorial Day and Labor Day, I think, are on different teams, ironically. Wait, wait, which ones? Memorial Day and Labor Day, because those are the ones I can never remember. Well, which... yeah, the start and end of summer. They're... Yeah. I could see them conflicting. Yeah. Um, I have an idea for a director. It's not Tim Burton. It's not. He didn't direct the first one. I know he didn't, but everyone thinks he does. But yeah. continue. Chris Columbus. Ooh. In honor of Columbus that, Day. I think that's stunt casting, but great stunt. Stunt directing? Stunt directing. Stunt we cast hiring? the director. Yeah. Yeah. I do like Chris that. Columbus. And I do think he can hit that tone very well. Yeah. I think, oh, it's, I think it's fun. I approve of that, Brian. Tim Burton's producing, obviously. Yeah, of course. It is still Tim Burton's The War Before Christmas. Yeah. Tim Burton's The War for Christmas is a good title, um, and it's a good movie, and I think we're ready to ship. Do we need anything else uh, to figure out here? I think we're good. Soundtrack Denny Elfman. I like this. I didn't even have to take a nap today. Yeah. Well, you you took, you took like a two-second nap there. Oh, yeah. But as soon as you said Nightmare Before Christmas. Ready to go. And we were done with Porgs. I was all over <laughs> yeah. this. We had our Porg There talk. are no Porgs in this movie, for the record. Not in this one. That's for our Porg universe. Yeah, let's. Uh, that'll do it for us. Um, Can I ask what inspired this decision? Because you had that movie. I had on it ready. Hand. To, I did. I did kind of have it ready to and go. And in case people wonder, we do come into the recording booth without an idea of what we are going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. More often than not, sometimes we, it's obvious. Sometimes, like, oh, big movie this week. I we're talking Spider-Man about that. Homecoming. Of course, we're talking yeah. about that. But we don't come with a plan of what we're going to do. Um, so it just. It surprised me. I do like it. Um, I was just thinking about Halloween. I'm just very excited, and I thought Night Before Christmas. And then I remembered that it ended that way, and it was just asking for a sequel. So, well, I'm giving the green light to this. Okay, cool. Double green not light that, then. Not, not that our opinions that's how matter. That works at all. Um, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Do you want to tell our audience where they can find us, I Brian? Do you can find us on Facebook at the Silver Screen Redemption. Uh, Silver Screen is all one word. You can find us on Twitter at Screen Redeem, or you can actually email us. We haven't talked about this. Silver Screen, the Silver Screen Redemption at gmail.com. Uh, send us any 
suggestions for movies you want us to see, any studio demands, because you are our executives after all, uh, and we'll uh, talk about it on the show and uh, give you a shout out. I just want to give a shout out to Halloween. It's kind of the forgotten holiday. Yeah. Don't forget it, listeners. Find your fellow Halloweenies out there. That's I'm a movie, gonna... right? That's another Tim Burton, right? Halloweenie? Uh... Frankenweenie is Franken-weenie what it is. is what I'm thinking of. Um, I'm using this in the context of a Halloweenie is one who lives the spirit of Halloween every day. Yeah. The um, true meaning of Halloween. Find a fellow Halloweenie. Have a good time. Yeah. Make some friends. Eat some candy. Be responsible. Eat pumpkin pie. No razor blades in the apples. Dress up in good costumes. Yeah. Enjoy it. It's a great holiday. Send us your costumes. Send us good movie costumes yeah. that you're doing. What are you, what are you being? We probably should have started with this. Ever since I got back from Germany, I just wear my lederhosen every year. Oh, that's a good call. And I go, Hans, little German boy. <laughs> that's good. You'd be the chubby little German boy, not even chubby. Chubby little German boy. My name is Hans. <laughs> and good. I love the American burger. Good. Uh, I think I'm going to get a shark head, and I'm going to wear a suit, and I'm going as Sharknado. Like, <clears throat> like, like the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Sharknado. And that's going to do it for us. Uh, until next time, I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bobbly. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.